folks, I'm Dan. And I'm Alice. And today we're talking about the Iroquois creation story. As usual, here's my disclaimers. We do know there are people who still believe this, and we are trying to be respectful while making learning fun. If I make a mistake, please don't hesitate to let me know. We will do our best to fix it. So, let's take a quick look into the terms you'll be tested on. There's separation, succession, ascension of male over female, and dragon slaying. So Iroquois is actually not a single tribe, but rather several from what's now in New York State and Pennsylvania in the United States, as well as Southern Ontario and Quebec in Canada. It refers to like a set of tribes that speaks the language of the Iroquoian family, similar to how like French and Spanish are in the like Latin family. This story is specifically from what's called the Iroquois Confederacy, or in their own name, Haudenosaunee, which translate to people of the longhouse. Five, and of course later six, tribes made an agreement to work together, and these tribes were Mohawk, Oneida, Onondaga, Seneca, and the newest is Tuscarora. So this group of tribes is often known as one of the world's oldest participatory democracies and has persisted into the 21st century. Good for them! This story was written down by the European settlers. I'm sure that's very accurate. Wonder how much that changed the content. Yeah, that's... I was thinking about that too. <laughs> so, story time. Huzzah! The first people lived beyond the sky, since there wasn't an earth. One day the chief's daughter got ill, and they couldn't find a cure. So, a wise elder said to dig up a tree and lay the girl next to the hole. The tribe was like, alright, sounds good, and started digging. But, unfortunately, the tree ended up falling straight through the hole, and it took the ailing girl with it. I see they have my luck when it comes to life-saving actions, too. <laughs> yeah. Mood. <laughs> Below where these people lived, there was simply an endless sheet of water. If you've ever been on a boat in the middle of the ocean and couldn't see land anywhere, I assume that's what it was like. I would also like to add, do not go in a sailboat to the middle of the ocean. <laughs> That is dangerous. Yeah, I'm still gonna go. Fine, die in your kayak then. I, maybe I will. Season 2 hosted solely by Dan. You heard it here first, Well, Have fun covering all my episodes. <laughs> Unrealistic. <laughs> Under the hole in the sky, there were actually two swans there. Just vibing, I assume. Then they look up at the sky and bam! A tree and a girl fall into the water. They must have been so confused. Honestly, it just sounds like my typical Monday. The two swans went over to the girl and helped her. Apparently because she was too beautiful, they couldn't let her drown. So the two swans brought the girl to the great turtle, who was the master of all animals. The great turtle called for a council immediately. When all the animals came, the great turtle announced that the woman's appearance from the sky was good fortune. I mean, it's not every day you see a human fall from the sky, so, you know, you, got, you gotta assume it means something. I'd just like to say, like, poor girl. Like, you're sick and no one knows how to heal you. And then you fall from, like, really high straight into the ocean. And then suddenly a bunch of animals are surrounding you and saying your appearance is good luck. She did not sign up for this. They decided that they needed land for this woman to live on. You know, that's fair. I guess you can't swim for your whole life. It is a silver lining. At least they're willing to make an entire earth for you. Just like, oh... Very nice. She's been through enough. I think she deserves it. <laughs> yeah. Since the tree that fell with her had earth on its roots, they had to find out where it had sunk. 
The swans, of course, knew where it had been, so they led everyone there. One at a time, animals dove down to look for it. Otter, muskrat, and beaver were some of the first, but many different types of animals tried, and each one, when they came back up, rolled over and died of exhaustion. That's really sucks. Finally, Old Lady Toad went. She was under there for a long time, like so long, that everyone was starting to worry that she was not going to come back. Finally, she made it to the surface, and she spit out a mouthful of dirt onto the back of the great turtle, before she too ended up passing away from exhaustion. We stand. The dirt she had brought up was magical earth. It had the power to grow larger. And it did, expanding very quickly. You know, I'm definitely noticing a theme of expanding Earth in a lot of these creation stories. Yes, I noticed that too. And I will be mentioning more about it in a moment. So as soon as the land was the size of an island, the woman was set on it. The two swans circled it while the Earth kept growing into the world island it is now. And still, it is supported in the great waters on the back of the great turtle. So that brings us to the common themes in the creation stories outside of the main elements that I wanted to mention. As you mentioned, it does like have the expanding earth part. It's also very obvious that the Arapaho and Cherokee stories are pretty similar, as in both of them they had to search for earth underneath the sea, and in the Arapaho story they had to bring some of the earth up. In all of these three stories, the earth expands to create what becomes dry land. As it happens, the Lithuanian and Polish story do this as well, where someone dives down to retrieve the earth, and once it's above the water, it expands to create the land. Only this time they didn't try and drown the human. Or I guess God, you know. Yeah, but like, uh, also in the Arapaho one, they went down and no one was tried to be brought Yeah, no, I just meant more the uh, Eastern European stories. Those are brutal. <laughs> yeah. I don't really know what the parallels of the expanding earth really would signify. But I just thought it was very interesting and I wanted to mention it, especially because of the vast, like, separation of land, like, land between them. Almost as vast as the land expanding in the stories itself. And I'm wondering, this is just speculation, but if we look into Asia, I wonder if any of them have any expanding Earth stories. Now, <laughs> we should probably talk about the four common elements. There's separation, and there's a clear separation between the world of the first humans and the land of the animals, where we live now. There's also, like, just the separation between animals and stuff, though it's not as clearly prevalent as in some of the other stories. Then we have succession. The different animals all take turns trying to search for the tree underwater to bring up land, which is kind of a succession. Dive down, come back up, oh no, dead. My turn! <laughs> Otherwise, with the succession, I don't really find that there's much there other than, like, a succession of events, which is just a timeline, and I think most stories have that. What are you saying? There is no such timeline during the years of our Lord 2020-2021, or 2022 for that matter. Then there's ascension of male over female. Seeing as the majority of characters are animals and were not gendered, this doesn't actually appear very much. If anything, the fact that the toad who got the earth was female, and the human was a woman, it could be considered actually the opposite. You know, it definitely is fascinating to see the differences in man over woman for these tribes, because some clearly show it, and then some are working on the differences between man and woman, and then others, like this one for example, kind of suggest the opposite of woman over man, which is really fascinating. Yeah, and I know that a lot of the Native American tribes did have a matrilineal society, so it exactly. does make sense. 
In case you don't know, matrilineal means you are known by who your mother was rather than who your father was. Finally, <laughs> there's dragon slaying. So there isn't exactly a beast to defeat. However, there is something to conquer in this story. They needed to find the earth that was now under the water. And I assume that the water was kind of endless deep because I guess the tree Look, it killed a lot of animals. And they did eventually succeed at this, so if you want to kind of stretch it, you could say that they slayed a metaphorical dragon. I would argue can be just as powerful as a physical one. Yeah, and they did overcome a challenge, so I think that that's pretty, like, important. And I would count it as dragon slaying, even if it's a little bit of a stretch from the original definition, quote-unquote. So, thank you for listening. Next time, we'll be looking into the Inuit story. Thanks for listening, folks. And we'll catch you next time. Yeehaw!